Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, uh, let's get things started. It's the Bob and Cherry Show with Bob. I'm a sharp-dressed, silver-tongued devil. And Cherry. She's scary and mean, and I don't ever want her to be in charge of me. And now, broadcasting from the Palatial Bob and Cherry Studios, it's Bob and Cherry. Ooh, welcome to the show. We are exactly one week from Halloween, which, as I think Bob pointed out the other day, is now the second biggest holiday in terms of spending mostly on decorating. Can I tell right. you, I have neighbors. I just drove by this house um, day before yesterday, Sunday afternoon. So I drove by their house and they have turned their entire front lawn into a soccer game played by two teams of skeletons. And they have these. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's genius. Oh, that's I got clever. I should have taken a picture, but you don't want to, like, I don't want to put somebody's house with their like that I just don't feel like I should do that but anyway they've got the goals set up and the skeletons are painted two different colors for two different teams they've got like them posed as the goalie they've got them coming down the field it's so it's huge it fills up the front lawn it is so elaborate and how many skeletons how many skeletons did they have to buy to uh how many are on a team it's a pretty packed field it's I, I something don't like that, that, yeah. I don't think they have 22 skeletons up there. I'll go back. I'll drive back by today and count. But I felt like they had five or six on each team. I mean, it was That's a, great. It was a commitment. I yeah, loved yeah. it. I love it, don't too. You know you, you know what we're doing? Here's, here's what we're doing this year. We live in a neighborhood where there are a lot of uh, retired people and uh, not that many kids where we live. And, and so I always buy candy every year. And as a matter of fact, the last two houses, the other house we lived in was on a big piece of property and it was just too far for the kids to come down the driveway and, you know, nobody came. So if one shows up, you don't want to say, I'm sorry, we don't have any candy. And I hate when you have to turn off the lights and, and all of that. So this year, Mary, I, I mentioned this before, Mary got a big goldfish bowl, a round goldfish bowl. And she got some fresh candy corn, uh, two or three big bags, dumped it in the goldfish bowl. She had some artificial uh, flowers that were the same color, orangey like the candy corn. And as you walk through the door, uh, welcome to our house for Halloween. And it looks really cool. It looks really cool. And again, the candy corn is fresh and nobody's touched it. So if any kids show up, I'm going to take the candy corn bowl and say, open up your bag. You just got lucky and dump, you know, like a big just, pile of it 
right so, into their you know, they really <clears throat> just so you know Bob just yes. so you know and don't get all don't get your feelings hurt there is no scenario in this world where I would let my child eat loose candy that wasn't in a sealed package so you dump that candy corn into those bags and those bags are going to get dumped into the trash are, are, are we not are we still thinking that Americans who try to poison each other I mean, wasn't it no, proven nobody that eats most candy of that corn. stuff? Hey, Bob. No, I eat candy Bob, corn. I eat candy corn. No. My kids are not eating loose, unwrapped candy under any circumstances. <laughs> and not because I think you might poison them, but because it's gross. And did you wash your hands after you used the bathroom? You know, these kinds of things. And I know that you do. You're very clean. You're the world's most hygienic man. Um no way would I let my kids eat loose unwrapped candy. And you can't sit here and tell me that you would eat loose unwrapped candy. Well, thanks a lot for uh, <laughs> killing my plan. I thought I had a what really a plan. good plan, of which I was plan. excited. But that was the plan. You know, they never show up. But if they do, I don't have two giant bags of M&Ms or whatever that we're going to throw out because we're not going to eat I have, that. I have another idea. If you're giving do away you candy corn, be... they'll never show up. Do you want to be a legend? Do you want to become an absolute legend? Do you? I, I've Do already you? tried that, and the uh, National Association of Broadcasters <laughs> never gave me an award. So oh, yeah. I think that's never, that and that, they never has will. Come and gone. They never will. Yeah. They never will. Um, if we outlive Delilah, I'm going to pry a Marconi out of her stiff dead hands and give it to you. I'll just scratch her name Thank off you. and put yours Thank on you. it, okay? I, I would no, accept No, here's what that. you do. Yeah. You get you, you go to the grocery store and you get you a five pound bag of russet potatoes and you just put a potato in the bags of your trick-or-treaters without saying a word. No explanation, nothing. You will become known as the house that gave away potatoes. People will drive by slow and point. You'll be a legend and it will be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want at this point in my life, to be known as the potato man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. What are you talking about? Listen, you have a better shot of becoming known as the Potato Man and getting a write-up in the local paper than you do of getting anything from the National Association of Broadcasters. Well, you're right about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right about that. So anyway, well, I guess going to have to And you know how you've always wanted that. to be like the captain? You'll become yeah. Captain Spud. Kids in this area look forward to Halloween so they can knock on the door of blah, blah, blah address and get a potato from Captain Spud, who has never divulged the reason for this mysterious tradition. You know, I'm not. I'm getting dressed up as Ken. Are you kidding me? This Halloween, I I, I went to the Halloween party as Ken, but I'm I'm going to be Ken on Halloween itself. I so people, if they knock on your door, Ken will answer. Ken answers. That's exactly Ooh. right. Beautiful. And that's not too creepy to see a man my age no. dressed up in uh, no. shiny shorts and a big shirt that says Ken with a Barbie heart. And that's what the kids will tell their parents. He was a grown-up and he was dressed as Ken and he gave us a potato. Legend. Yeah. Legend. It's true. It's true. Morons in the news straight ahead. It is Bob and Sherry. Use the talk back feature, talk back feature. on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. <laughs> oh... We have a new Ozzy Osbourne revelation. I know that, that? Um, you know, when he was touring with Black Sabbath and it, he would bite the heads off of bats and whatnot on stage, that 
people thought that was gross. And it is. It was. This is, even, this, is, <laughs> this is arguably more gross. Okay. So one of the things that Ozzy used to do, um, they would throw water, like buckets of water um, on the audience. So they would spray the audience with what were like the equivalent of giant super soakers. Have any of you ever gone to a Black Sabbath show? I can't. Think no, you have, but I, I wasn't. Uh, I'm, nothing about not, if you love them, that's great. I was just never a fan, so no, not not your jam. So that was a thing. You'd go to a Black Sabbath show, and I guess for however many rows back from the stage, you'd get soaking wet. So Ozzy, the, you know, the, the Osborne family has a podcast, and so Ozzy, they were on the podcast talking about um, memorabilia and back in the day. And Ozzy Osborne says, when I was on stage. Um, I was soaking wet from throwing water at the crowd. So sometimes I would just go ahead and pee myself because why not? I was already wet. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, do we have to disclose everything about <laughs> ourselves <laughs> in society today? No, I mean, th- this is so typical. Keep something Especially, private. Keep something Keep private. something private for heaven's <laughs> sakes. I am amazed at adults that can so easily break a lifetime's worth of potty training like that. <laughs> well, wow. are, also you? understand he was probably pretty loaded at the time too. He probably was. So that, yeah. that comes yeah. into the po- yeah. potty yeah. training I mean, equation. He'd go, he'd go that, on loaded. That's fair. It's just could. I mean, don't you find it difficult once? I don't know. I guess George and Fran, well, Fran mostly, Fran 100% did a heck of a job with that whole body training thing because I find that I just can't break it. Like I'm, I'm locked in. <laughs> this idea of just standing up on stage, you know, jamming to the, the music and waving at the crowd and just letting go. He's, I, a, he's a little more relaxed in his uh, lifestyle ooh. than you are. So I think that's why he was able to do that. And if you're a rock, I, I got to be honest, if you're a rock star, you pretty much can do anything and get away with it. Even more than actors, rock stars, those are the only people in the world who truly can get away with anything. They can well, get away with to do stupid. St- I mean, it's yes. unexpected. We expect it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mick Jagger gets caught, uh, you know, with another woman and uh, they're going to have a baby, even though he's been with her for like a week. And when the press asks about it, he goes, well, you know, we just uh, continue with our rock and roll marriages. And everybody goes, oh, OK, well, he's a rock star and they have rock and roll marriages. A rock star can get away with anything <laughs> at all. People forget that Don Henley had underage girls, one of whom that he was giving cocaine to and having sex with him. One I had an overdose. And I don't yeah. know, somehow he, nothing happened still, to him. I don't yeah. know how that happened. Yeah, exactly. And it, does, it doesn't matter uh, what era. It, I mean, you go back to the beginning of rock and roll with Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. That's the first person that Mary, came to my mind. Marrying his 13-year-old cousin. You know, now it tanked his career in England uh, and and in the U.S. with rock, but he came back as a country singer, and was and and I love Jerry Lee for his music, but I'm telling you, rock musicians can get away with anything at all. Do you know what I've never been able to understand about the Jerry Lee Lewis thing? I know people say, "Oh, it was a different time," 
okay, it was a different time. Um, but as adults, we're adults, right? We all know what a 13-year-old cousin is. What are you, right. what are you doing thinking it it's cool to the marry It wasn't the dark one? ages. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a different time. What? No, We have stop. running water. Stop. Once Listen, your society has run in water, you're supposed to know better than that. I mean, come on. It's your 13-year-old cousin. So, yes. like, okay. So, um, you know, uh, Bob is not Jerry Lee Lewis. He's not a famous rock star. If Bob rolled up in here, I'd like you to meet my lady. Well, Bob, she's carrying a My Little Pony backpack, and she looks just like you. You're not allowed to marry your 13-year-old cousin. I never could understand why he, if he was doing that, why did you take her on tour? Because it was kind of, you know, back then there wasn't that much publicity for stars. I mean, there was no internet, right? And so, you know, maybe there'd be something in a scandalous uh, paper. But he takes her on tour to Great Britain. He's kind of a freak anyway in their eyes. And there's this this girl on, on his arm. Good Lord, Jerry Lee. You're the father of daughters because at 13 years old, you can nag anybody into doing anything just to shut you up. That's how she oh, met her. That's true. Can yeah. I just tell you something? Jerry Lee Lewis's fourth wife died under very mysterious circumstances. She was murdered, and they think he did it. So this Mary and the 13-year-old cousin is nothing. He <laughs> murdered somebody, probably. And you know what? Thank you and for that, yet. Max. Because and it makes yet. Ozzy Osbourne... It makes Ozzy Osbourne peeing himself on stage look wholesome and reasonable. <laughs> he can really play. He can really play. He can really play. Yeah. Morons in the news. Next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the news is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. Get these morons off the air. With morons in the news. Hold on to something, folks. This is hard to believe. Confiscated luggage that arrived at O'Hare Airport in Chicago had to be destroyed when raw goat organs were discovered inside. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials said animal parts were found in two passengers' luggage as they flew to O'Hare from the Democratic Republic of Congo. The baggage contained... A pound of, quote, unknown meat. I think I've had that at Denny's at one time. Uh, two pounds of garden eggs. But the largest discovery was 15 pounds of raw goat organs. Among the organs were the trachea, the heart, the lungs, the liver, the kidneys, and an entire digestive system. They were destroyed immediately. I mean, you can't bring in raw honey to the United States from another country, let alone an entire digestive system of a goat. I know, I know that the Midwest, they landed at O'Hare. The Midwest is famous for bland food, but that's too much. That is too much. Those folks were pulled aside and said, you've got to go back home. You can come in again, but without the I, uh, the goat. I don't think I want to eat a goat's trachea, but I definitely don't want to eat one that hasn't been refrigerated for that long. Oh, my God. That's a long flight. Yes. That sounds awful to me. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, good job. (laughs) In Fort Lauderdale, Florida, two brothers and another man are facing federal charges following a kidnapping that took some really bizarre twists. The suspects kidnapped the man at gunpoint outside his apartment. 
They tossed his cell phone out of the car as they drove to a home, and they took him inside. Eventually, they learned that they had the wrong person, mistaking him for his co-worker, who was the intended target. The man told police that the men threatened him. They put an electric drill to his skin. They pointed a firearm at him before dousing him with water in what prosecutors said was a simulated waterboarding. The victim told them he thought he was going to drown. The men began brainstorming, which I must point out seems to be a very generous term to use here, (laughs) but how the victim could help lure the co-worker to them. They provided him with a cell phone and were able to access his iCloud account, find the co-worker's phone number, and call him. When they learned that the man was still at the business in Pompano Beach, they drove the victim there and asked him to get the co-worker to come outside. Instead, the man phoned in a bomb threat to get a rapid police response to the building where he was being held. The suspects were arrested by law enforcement, and they remain jailed in Broward County, Florida. The three men face a maximum life prison sentence if convicted, which sounds about right since they are evidently too stupid to be allowed to walk around other people. I mean, my gosh. I agree. All right, I've got a dine-and-dash con man. He's a Lithuanian man who lives in Spain. His name is Aidas. And what he does is he goes into these restaurants and he has these expensive, delicious meals. And then he falls to the floor, clutching his chest in agony. And they summon medical assistance and he's taken away in an ambulance for his quote unquote heart attack. But of course, it's all a scam to avoid dine and dash. And as Americans, we're like, dude. Dinner has got to be cheaper than that ambulance ride and that visit to the ER. But, <laughs> I was going to say, yes. But this is this is Spain. It's a different it's system altogether. Yeah, 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 so yeah, how did yeah. my man get caught? Well, he gets caught the way we all get caught. He got greedy and he got lazy and he got stupid. And he went back to one of the restaurants and tried the scam a second time. Hmm. But, of course, a customer clutching his chest and falling to the floor in fake agony, that's memorable. It is. And Aedas, my man, who looks a lot like Uncle Fester, is memorable looking. (laughs) Yeah. So we have the owner and staff of the restaurant. They're like, is that Uncle Fester who collapsed here not all that long ago? And then what do you think happens after he finishes dinner? He collapses again. And that's when they called the police instead of the ambulance. And that's how my man here got busted. So the moral of this story is if you're going to do the crime, don't get lazy. Don't get greedy. And don't be stupid. This guy would have gotten away with it 20 times. 20 times, Bob. He pulled this off. Yeah. It it just seems like too much. Even for a lobster dinner, I don't think I could go through all of that. It's, It's a lot. There you go. That is Morons in the News coming up. We have the world's most honest politician, comedian Ron Josel. And if you're someone who loves Halloween, but you don't like horror and you don't like gory and you don't like scary or spooky or creepy, I've got great news. Did you know that the Hallmark Channel also makes Halloween movies? Oh, yes. (laughs) We've got some for you coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. 
It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. This is super interesting. It's about how many Americans use cash to pay for things and how often. So yeah. 8% of Americans, 8, use cash every day. They pay everything with cash. 8%. That's nothing. Um, 11% never use cash. So those are, those are the two extremes. Um, one in five of us, a couple few times a week, we might buy something with cash. Um, but most of us pay with cash less than once a month. Where do you fall in in that? We are just, cash is just going away. I used to be all cash, all cash. This is probably five, six years ago because I just hated seeing a credit card come in and I go, how could I have spent that much? Um, so I, w- I, I was using cash. And then with COVID, I went strictly to um, cards. And I pretty much have been there ever since. But I am thinking of going back to cash for the same reason. I get a credit card that comes in and you forget how much stuff you bought. And that it just crap. blows yeah. your mind. I think I'm better hey. off just trying to control it with cash. You want to hear a surprising little fun fact in all of this? Millennials are more likely to use cash than baby boomers, which is the I'm exact very opposite of what you might have yeah. thought. I would have not thought that. I would have never thought that. I would have thought the exact opposite. I know. I knew that you would. I, that's what was so surprising yeah. about it. Yeah. And men are more likely to use cash than women. Yeah. So millennials yeah, more than boomers, men more than yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Um, and 69, like seven out of 10 men have gone to an ATM within the past month. That's nowhere near as high for women. So men still right. like, I guess, to walk around with some folding money. Yeah. And millennials. Yeah, walking around money. Yeah. Millennials are more likely to spend cash. But that's because um, millennials, with between student debt and um, horrifying landlords and rent costs, yeah. If if millennials don't buy it with cash, they're, they're afraid they won't be able to buy it at all because mm-hmm. they're so squeezed. That generation mm-hmm. is so squeezed. It is. It's Bob and Sherry. What is only $4.99 a month but gives you such pleasure? That would be the Bob and Sherry Premium. Exclusive content from the show, including our classic chat room calls and best of CDs. You'll get behind the scenes photos and videos of not only us, but our listeners. It's a lot of fun. Just $4.99 a month. And the website to get all of this is bobandsherry.com slash premium. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Okay, everybody, I know if you follow the news at all, there's there's just so much acrimony between us, between the political parties, where everybody's saying, we need leadership. We need leadership in this country. Well, I think I have our guy. Ovios, I believe it's pronounced that way, Ovios is a city in Missouri, and the city is seeking a new mayor following the resignation of the former mayor, Ron Dye. Ron Dye served as mayor for just six months, and according to his resignation letter, it was a difficult decision to make. Here is what he wrote to the city council and the people of his town. Do the persisting feeling from citizens of Avios that I am not a competent mayor, along with the fact that I do not have the city's best interest at heart 
and I only care about money, I hereby resign. I got to give it up to that guy. You know, that's that's the sort of honesty that we need in this country. I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to read this again. Due to the persisting feeling from the citizens of Avios that I am not a competent mayor, along with that I do not have the city's best interest at heart, and I only care about money, I hereby resign. That is fantastic. I mean, what a guy. The uh, city clerk, Missy Hook, said a new mayor will be appointed uh, by the city council in an open meeting coming up in about in about a week. And uh, Hook said if anybody's interested, they should reach out to an alderman for uh, an interview. Hard act to be follow. a tough guy. That's a hard That's, act. Uh, thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so very much. You know, the guy There's just certain, looked at the... There's a certain kind of person that will vote that would vote for him based on the fact that he admitted all of that. He's honest. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's honest that he's dishonest. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, Hey, six months in, you're, you're the mayor of a a small town. How do you get nailed with being greedy? Uh, Unless, I mean, it doesn't sound like they caught it with his hand in the till. I mean, what could he have done? Why did he run? Like, you know, that's got to be a very difficult job. And a lot of times those aren't even, Full-time jobs. I know what you've seen on TV shows and Lifetime movies, that there are seven people in the town and they're famous for their apple cider and here's the mayor. But even in some cities, the mayor is a part, big cities, the mayor is a part-time job. So why would you, why would you run Hmm. for it if six months in you're like, you know what? I don't care about you people. I'm just here for the money. Why would you even run? Why would you write a letter like this, though, uh, where, where you say, <laughs> I know everybody thinks I don't have the city's best interest at heart and I only care about money and I am not a competent mayor. Why put that? Why put that down in black and white? I'll, I'll tell you why. That is a person who got their first taste of being hassled by the public when they became oh, yeah. mayor and did That's not understand did not understand that when you work in the public eye, it's whack-a-mole mm-hmm. and you're the mole. He just yeah, did not. True. And he got his feelings hurt. That's my guess. Don't you think that makes some sense? I do. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it was. All of a sudden, his phone was ringing at his house oh, saying, you, you said that I was going to have that pothole fixed in front of my house <laughs> and you're, you're nothing. Are, are you in cahoots with the pothole fixing people? He, he got one or two of those and he went, uh-uh. This in a small town, it's too easy to know this person. It's too easy to get in right. small town. It's too easy. It's too easy to right. get in touch with a guy. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. My favorite, my favorite is when you have, you know, it's a fairly small, medium-sized community and you've got like town aldermen. Every town has its own different version of politics, right? You have town aldermen. And that, that, whatever that job is, it's kind of limited to the town, right? But that mm-hmm. person, the local TV news cameras roll up and that person says, and I just, I just want to put China on notice. Oh, China's terrified <laughs> yeah. of you. China <laughs> is, so, China, yeah. China is yeah. so scared that Ken Parsons, alderman yeah. of Cedar Point, <laughs> is putting that nation on notice. Like, just That's do hysterical. the job we elected you for, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're, that, that cracks me up, too, because what the guy is doing, he's speaking to a constituency that is sitting at home watching cable news all day and all night long. 
And that's that's how he wants to be perceived as one of the big guys who's yeah. not putting up with China. Ken, you just put China on notice, but we <laughs> lost a school bus in a pothole. I don't know. Maybe, right. Yeah, you're right. Maybe work on what you're here to do. Well, Ron Dye, good luck. Coming up, comedian Ron Josel and a very hallmark Halloween for everyone out there that does not like spooky, scary stuff. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. This giveaway is just a small way to express our admiration and support those women bravely fighting and recovering from breast cancer. Check Feather and Down Strength and Comfort Breast Recovery Pillow is handcrafted to provide support after surgery. Mastectomy, lumpectomy reduction. And you can win one at bobandsherry.com. Over the weekend, I took a very half-hearted swing at Swedish death cleaning. <laughs> it just I don't think it's for me. Um, I just don't feel like I can ruthlessly get rid of my possessions. And it started, you know, there's always, everyone has a junk drawer, but mm-hmm. there's always one cabinet in your kitchen that kind of mm-hmm. collects the random things, plastic right. cups, water bottles, right. you know, we all have that Spatulas. cabinet, right? yeah. So I decided, well, the Swedish death cleaning, I've been reading about it online and reading about how terrible it is to leave a house full of crap for your kids to deal with. And I was like, all right, well, let me, and my mother, every time I talk to my mother, my mother's like, Sherry, I'm just letting you know that I'm down to one bra and a pair of shoes. And so if I die, there will be nothing for you to deal with. <sighs> Mom, <laughs> Mom, let's say you, let's say you just live and I'll deal with it. No, no, honey. And I've also, I've given away everything but four spoons and I just, I eat with my hands on the floor. <laughs> Okay. All right. You have no coats. You have no books. You have no cups. Okay. So, but, you know, it guilts me into getting at this cabinet. And so I filled one box full of stuff. And then I came at the back of the cabinet to my collection of plastic Halloween wine goblets, which I only trot out once a year. And they, you know, they're like plastic and they have like, there's an undead hand clutching the glass and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I can't get rid of it. I I just could not, Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to death clean my Halloween decorations. Is that bad? Um, Why do you care? You're not going to be here. Don't worry about it. I'm just buying crap and sticking it in the corner so they can clean it up when I leave. I don't Why are we talking about imminent death? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is this? Are you not, like, are you not following the whole Swedish death cleaning? Was I just not transported all of a sudden into the senior living center? I mean, when's the jello coming? Jeez. Are you not following this? Like, it's a really big It's a really big deal to. Like purge your stuff. Now we all have, just like we all have that one drawer in the kitchen, we all have that other drawer. And oh, you better designate somebody. Like one of my girlfriends is like, listen, look at me, listen to me. Something happens to me and I'm on the other side of the country. You need to get on the first flight. I don't care what it costs. I don't care how long it takes or how many stops. You need to get to my house. You need to go in the bedroom. You need to open the third drawer down. Don't look at anything. Just dispose of it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we've all got that, right? 
<laughs> I'll tell you, uh, speaking of Halloween and stuff, I'd like to get rid of. Let me see if she's around. Yeah, she's on the other side of the house. Um, Mary last year bought a Halloween uh, kind of setup for outside the front door and three stackable fake pumpkins. And they have some like moss or something out of the top of the first ones. So when she told me she was going to do that, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I don't like plastic, you know, fake stuff. But, you know, if it makes her happy, that's fine. Except they're white. Have you ever seen a white pumpkin? I have. You know, you see them once in a while. They're not as common, obviously, as the orange pumpkins. Now you get a white pumpkin, you know. There's three of them in different sizes. From the street, instead of looking like you're celebrating Halloween, looks like Frosty the Snowman. And every time I pull in, I hate it because it looks like Frosty the Snowman. And it's, it's October. And I, I, if I go to her and I say, you know, it looks like Frosty the Snowman. It does not look like Halloween. All of a sudden, she's, she's hating that she was told that because she did not see it that way. And it was her money. That's what I want to yeah. get rid of. But it's, um, you know, those white pumpkins... Those are yeah. legitimate pumpkins. I mean, isn't it? I'm surprised are, you don't like it. It's kind of tasteful. It's a more if, tasteful. If there was a white one next to two orange ones, okay. There's three white ones in in uh, in order. Uh, biggest on the bottom, smallest next, and then the smallest on the top. So it looks like Frosty the Snowman. And it looks stupid from the street. People cannot see that it is, they are pumpkins. You cannot get rid of that, and you can't criticize it. You'll hurt her feelings. I know. I know. You just have to. You just have to live with it, and then your heirs, yeah. since you won't participate in Swedish death cleaning, then your heirs will have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, too bad for can, them. Can we? Can we get back to Sherry's friend's drawer? That's the one I want to know something about. <laughs> Third one down. I mean, them, them white pumpkins are great, okay? But I want to know about that drawer. That's Third pretty one scary down. too, it sounds like. Don't actually look at anything. Don't no, turn anything no. on. Just into a bag, dispose it, never speak of it again. I mean, I all but had to prick my finger into a blood oath. So I'm on I'm on permanent standby. Like, oh, I got to make the run. I got to make a crush. If I ever call you guys up late at night and go, I won't be on the show tomorrow, <laughs> I got to go funny. empty the third drawer down. <laughs> you know what that means. Take some gloves with you. Take some gloves. I got to tell you. <laughs> she's, got, she's got the whole drawer, the third drawer down, the whole drawer. God. See, we could yeah. find out more about that if you hadn't brought up them damn white pumpkins. Oh, we're out of time. Comedian Ron Chosel is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. So make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. Here's comedian Ron Josel. Um, I, 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 but so my dad, uh, really, I love my dad. He's, he's, he's one of the greatest guys. He taught me a lot of things. He also taught me how to fight. You know, he was a martial artist, and uh, and and I, I I got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. What happened was so the UFC. Here's a quick story before I continue. The UFC started in 1993 in Denver, Colorado, but it was happening in Brazil in the 30s. A family called the Gracie family learned jiu-jitsu from Japanese tourists, took it in their own family, and then made it a martial art on the streets. And in 1992, they promoted the UFC 
through this thing called the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Challenge. If you can beat any of the Gracie brothers, you get $10,000. So in 1992, when I was 18, I flew to California to fight one of the brothers. And as you can tell, I'm doing stand-up comedy because the fight didn't go too well. <laughs> this is when you know people are good in what they do. They don't take nothing serious. It's too easy. I walked in, I want to fight. I want the 10 grand. They're like, oh, very cute, very cute. <laughs> Sign the waiver. After you lose, we have cookies and milk for you. I'm like, how do you know I'm gonna lose? You took off your shirt, you're a big cup. You will lose. <laughs> so I put my shirt back on. <laughs> and in, in wrestling, I had to fight this guy, Hoist Gracie. Now, Hoist Gracie in 1992, nobody knew who he was, but he won the first two UFCs, right? And so he, he was 26 years old, 6'2", he couldn't speak English yet, so I had to fight him. And I was a wrestler in high school, so this is my thought. I'm gonna pick him up, put him down, and beat him up, and take that 10 grand. This is why you don't fight a professional fighter. This is how fast the fight went. I picked him up, put him down, right before I punched him, I woke up. <laughs> What happened was I charged him, right? Grabbed his legs and picked him up over my head. I thought I won it right away. I didn't know there were counters to different moves. My head was under his armpit, so he took his other bicep, grabbed it, and when I, landed, when I slammed him, he choked me out with my own body weight. It's called the guillotine. I was out cold in a right angle position. Then I woke up, I'm like, what happened? He's like, you didn't top out. I'm like, why can you speak English now? If you can't breathe, tell me, I'll let you go. Why are you telling me before we fought, man? Across the room, I see my brother getting choked up with his brother. Make a tap out, they're cheaters! <laughs> you ever learn something in life when you're a child or younger, then it comes back to you years later? It's such a weird thing, right? I remember when I was, uh, that was 18, so literally 20 years later, my brother and I in a bar, we see this fight, these guys are beating up these two guys, and we're like, that was crazy. And they're like, you want some too? And I was like, no, I've eaten, I'm full, right? And <laughs> That got them pissed, so they charged us and put us against the wall and tried to take us down by our legs. I rolled a beat. I turned to my brother and go, "We know the counter to this move. <laughs> take your guy. I'll take my guy." Pull! Both these guys passed out. Cops came in. What happened here? Not our fault. They don't know how to tap out. <laughs> that is comedian Ron Josel. Have you ever had one minute in your life where you were like, oh, yeah, I think I can get into that fight for 10 grand? Because I, uh, I, that must be a dude thing. That must be a guy thing where you go, if I train. I have never thought yeah, that for that. one second. Lamar, you're, you're a bigger guy than I am. Did, <laughs> did you ever think of doing something like that? No, 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 because there's a reason somebody offers you $10,000. I mean, that's right. You know, come on, come Well, you're going to earn it. You're you going to earn that, that 10 grand. <laughs> Here's my deal. On. If that 10,000 was out there, somebody that done got to it before me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Listen, I, I, never... wouldn't, I wouldn't get into a tub with two women in spaghetti spaghetti wrestling. I, I don't think I could no. come out of that no, looking good. No, yeah. they will whip me. Yeah. You play in somebody else's game. I mean, that's the right. problem. Yeah, but... It is. But Bob, there are weeks at your house where the only way you get in pasta is if you get into a tub full of spaghetti with two women. Yeah, you, you know, now that I think of it, now that I, I've, I've got to go online, offer. see what's going on around here. Yeah. 
It's not the worst right. deal you've had. All right, you right. can find Ron at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And while you're there, you can enter our teacher's contest. You can sign up for the Bob and Sherry newsletter. You can get the People's Movie Critics reviews. We got it all at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. So Mary just used my favorite new phrase, this used to be money. She decided because she's so sweet and she knows, she knows I love Finn so much. She saw something online and she decided to buy it for me and she was going to give it to me for Christmas. It is a little kit where you get the impression of your dog's nose and you put it on your keychain. So you get the kit and you mix up whatever is in it and it becomes pliable, sort of like uh, silly putty, but a little bit denser, almost like uh, a super ball, but it's pliable. So she I love grabs- this idea. Well, if you have a Chihuahua, I could see maybe a different outcome. She oh. got Finn, put her arm around him, and took the silly putty stuff and put it on his nose to try to get that. the impression. He went out of his mind. <laughs> he pulled so far away, and then she had to go after him. And now he knows what she's doing. And he is having nothing to do with it. So she throws her hands in the air and goes, Bob. Can you help me with this? I said, what are you doing? I'm getting an impression of his nose for your keychain, which made no sense at all. No sense at all. So now I'm holding the dog who is thinking these people are trying to suffocate me. Yes. <laughs> That's just what he's thinking. And I'm going, I'm going, I don't know if this is good. It cost $100 and I got it for you. Okay, you ain't going nowhere, Finn. You're going to, you're sucking this up. We tried, we tried five times and he didn't try to bite. He just, he's not a biter. He didn't try to hurt anybody, but he's having nothing to do with it. He's in the other room. He probably avoid y'all for days. He should avoid y'all for days. You know, he's so sweet. He did not. And she just said, that used to be money. (laughs) Send that back. I'd send that back. That's what I said. Send it back. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. It's talkback time. You can call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or you can snatch up our app. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. With it, you can listen to the show and all of our podcasts, including the Oddcast, Talking Lamar, and True Weird Stuff. And you can text the studio and enter contests, all sorts of cool stuff with the Bob and Sherry app. Or you can just tap that little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob, Sherry, Max, Doc, and Lamar. This is Lauren calling from Charlotte. Just listened to one of your podcasts. And I just wanted to comment on the segment where Lamar was talking about the relationship that he had with his ex-wife and her husband, Bill. And we all know that Sherry is really good friends with um, her exes, or Kevin's ex-wife and I just want you to know I'm currently going through a divorce first thing off you guys bring me such light and such joy 
in such a dark period of life for me. But I also work as a labor and delivery nurse and I see families in every way, shape and form. And knowing that Lamar is such great friends with Bill and Rhonda and Sherry, you're such great friends and Bob has a good relation, a great relationship with his ex and his grandchildren. That's what we all need to strive to be. I see what families can do and it's the hardest on the children, especially when they're welcoming their precious baby into the world. And I just, like I said, I'm going through divorce and I'm having a really rough time with it. But hearing all of these experiences on how people can be so cordial just just brings me just brings me hope. And I just wanted to say that I'm really, really impressed with how everybody in the show has dealt with, you know, separation and loss and moving forward. So again, love the show. Love you guys so much. And I appreciate all that you do. To Bob's note, you, I'm not just feeding your ego. We really, really, really appreciate everything you do. It brings us joy. Thank you so much. Well, um, I guess I should be honest at this point. Um, we killed all of our exes and put them in caves and covered them with lye. So, um, <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. We didn't cover them with lye. No, um, that, that's that is so sweet. That is so sweet, and it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work out that way for for everybody. I don't see my ex very often, but it, it's very cordial when we do. Usually it's around my grandchildren. There's a handoff or something like that, and it's fine. And I never think uh, negative thoughts. And I would just say to somebody that's that's struggling with some bitterness, you got to let it go, man. You just have to let it go because it's just eating you up and it's, it's making you uh, unhealthy. Just let it go. Let everybody have their own thing. I just, it's what she said about the, it being so hard on the kids is so true. And I really, cause Kev's kids are older than mine. And when we got mm -hmm. together, they were significantly they're yeah. older. I mean, they're off having families. Right. And I said to him, you know, you're going to be on the outside of all of this because you just are, that's just the way it's going to be. What do you mean? What do you mean? Um, if you, if he and, and his, um, mother of his children, his first wife had not been able to sort things out. He would yeah. have been, um, on the outside of the window in the delivery room. He would have been oh, not an yeah. after, not an afterthought on holidays, but an obligation, you know, yeah, like they're going to yeah. spend Thanksgiving at mom's, but we got to go see dad, you know, right. oh, we got to drive across town and spend some time with dad. Instead, we do all these things together. And so Kevin benefits. Sure. For sure. Yeah. But the people who mm -hmm. really win here are the kids. Yep. And I wish yeah. that my children had that. I wish my kids had what my husband's kids have, but they don't because all the adults have to be willing to, um, yeah, you, you got to have everybody on board. Everybody's got to mm -hmm. be on board or it does not mm -hmm. work. Well, I don't think that he would have the life that he has if you hadn't come into his life. And he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. But guys tend to not move in that direction. They have to be 
they have to be yanked a little bit and then, you know, hopefully get on board. <laughs> right now he's listening to this and going, you're right, Chief. I would not have this life. I would be sitting on the dock of my boat in the Florida Keys. <laughs> <laughs> Listening oh. to Willie Nelson and Sorry. enjoying the sunshine. He Appreciate definitely would not that. have that. Did you hear that, mister? You would not have this life. Now, those That's cats right. are hungry. Have a different. <laughs> They're going to need a, a different life. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't. Like, like I wouldn't trade one minute of any of it because, like, I got my girl, I got my Joni, my sister wife. But you do have to, like, Lamar will tell you, you everybody's got to be willing to yeah. suck up and set aside some hurtful thing or things. Yep. And, and some people, and it's not equal, sometimes one person is sucking up a lot more than the other. But it's you're true. doing it for the kids. And it doesn't work for everybody. Listen. This no, is not for no. everybody. It depends not on the circumstances everybody. and it depends on the individuals. You're exactly right. Yeah. Everything's got to come together. It's, it doesn't happen a lot, probably. It's too bad it doesn't happen yeah, more. Sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, my own experience of having my parents so bitterly estranged that my mother was afraid my father mm. would kill her. You think I was going to repeat that as an adult? No. No. No, no. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I once said everybody should have a mentor when you're young, somebody who's older that would help to steer you through some of the rocky paths that you encounter. But of course, no one wants to listen to anyone. So take me as a mentor as I rip off some folks from BuzzFeed. Here's the topic. It's the best skill I ever learned. Older adults are sharing the personal truths they realize later in life that could help younger people. So here we go. Number one, trust the timing of your life. Not everybody would or should follow the same timelines for careers, having children, and getting married. I think that's so important. Man, if you are at the point in your life where your buddies are getting married, one of your um, friends or maybe your sister just had a baby, and you're saying, wow, look what they're doing. I, I, sh I need to do that. Don't do anything until you find the right person, the right person with the same values that you have. Do you not agree, Sherry? Don't you think that to that's good advice? Somebody, yeah, did? totally. But we do, you know, we do set these like artificial timetables for ourselves, these yeah, ages yeah. by which we're supposed to accomplish things, and it does make you miserable. Go on. Right. I like this. Uh, number two is very uh, quick. Learn to laugh at yourself without a doubt. It just frees you. Try to take good care of your teeth. I agree. Try to take good care of your teeth. And listen to this one. People don't cheat with what's better. They cheat with what's easy to get. I have never heard oh, anyone say that. Oh, say that again. Say that yeah. again. That jumped out at me, too. People do not cheat with what's better. They cheat with what's easy to get. Oh, ouch. That's a knife that cuts many ways. Yeah. Many yeah, ways. It is. Um, this next one, only travel to places that interest you. Don't do it for social media. Don't go to a place just to say you've been there. Go to a place that you have interest in. And and it may be a, a beautiful beach somewhere, if that's what you're interested in. Or it may be if you're into British history, 
Go to Great Britain if you have the coins for that. Don't go someplace just to say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Vegas. Pick somewhere out, unless you love Vegas. Saying sorry means nothing. It's what they do to try and make things right that counts. Words are free, but actions and real change take thought and effort. True. Yeah, that's Agreed. very true. It's you can develop. Kids say sorry, and they go sorry, sorry. And they don't, they don't you know what that. the worst it kind of sorry anything, is, yeah. and it's a red flag that you're in a relationship with a narcissist. Um, not definitive, but it's a red flag when the the apology sounds like this. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's yeah. the worst. <laughs> Because yeah. it puts it on you that it's yeah, it, yeah. it's your you felt issue. that way. Yeah, you yeah. felt that way. That's right. That's right. Uh, don't take criticism from anybody you wouldn't go to for advice. Yeah, I think it's I mean, great. I think, but it's, it's so idea. hard. It's so hard yeah. to do because you know criticism, even if it's coming from somebody who you're like, oh my god, like who cares what you think? It still hurts. I heard this ad the other day, which kind of refers to the next piece of advice. And it said, are you losing sleep at night over something you said or did when you were 13? And it, and it's a pitch for uh, getting involved with a psychologist. Here's the advice from these people. Everybody makes stupid mistakes when they're young. And while some of them are more regrettable or irreversible than others, don't believe the bad habits of your youth make you who you are. Maturity and insight are great motivators to change. In other words, as you get older, you just know, I, I was an idiot doing that. But you know, the bottom line is nobody else but you remembers it for the most part. I mean, if you burn down the school, yeah. that's one thing. All right. Everybody's going to remember that. <laughs> but the little things, I don't think so. Um, I find this one interesting. It may not apply to everyone who's listening. This person says, I'm still relatively young, but one thing I cannot stress enough is to leave your hometown for a solid couple of years or so. You can go back, but you need to get out of your hometown just to see a little bit of the world beyond your village. And I think that's very true. And if you possibly can go to a foreign country, I think it it. it Let's you as a person expand your thought, your beliefs, and who you are. Not everybody can do that, but I do think you got to get out of the hometown for at least a couple of years. And finally, not everyone who loves you actually knows how to. It's okay to take space and set boundaries even to those closest to you. And on top of that, people will come and go in your life, and that's perfectly okay. Not everybody who's currently in your life will be there for the rest of it. It's not about how long your friendships last. It's about what you learn from each one that you have. I thought those were pretty good, didn't you? Those are uh, good. Totally. Yeah. yeah totally. Right on the money. Yeah. Go to BobandSherry.com to nominate a teacher to win a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental from Visit Florida. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Can you believe this is next? It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this There are many people that don't really love the spooky, creepy, dark aspect of Halloween. They like the pumpkins and the the kind of friendly ghosts and fun-sized Snickers, but they're not in it for the spooky and the sinister and the gory. And can't really relate to that, but I do understand it. So today I have a little something for all of you Rainbow Sunshine people that don't like the creepy. Um, the Hallmark Channel doesn't just keep you going at Christmas time. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Hallmark has an entire universe of Halloween and fall themed movies. And let mm. me give you a handful that you might want to check out. Now, when I tell you the title of this one, you're going to think, oh, girl, that's not on the Hallmark channel. It's called Growing the Big One. <laughs> it's on another channel. <laughs> And this one has a big star that you've heard of. Her name is Shannon Doherty, and she stars as Emma in this pumpkin-filled movie. So here we go. She's trying to grow the biggest pumpkin so that she can win a pumpkin growing contest and save her granddaddy's farm. And as she's working on growing the biggest no, pumpkin, that can't be the it is so true. It is so real. She meets the next door neighbor on the on the other farm. His name is Seth, and he helps her grow the biggest pumpkin and their love that is a real plot line you ready for another one are you ready are you are you okay here oh, we go oh, go ahead october october kiss poppy um takes a temporary fill-in nanny job during the halloween season but she soon becomes a lasting part of ryan and his children's lives this movie is filled to the brim with halloween spirit from giant pumpkin patches to over-the-top spooky decorations, and of course, love. That's October Kiss. Now, there's Pumpkin Pie Wars. This is a good one. This follows a, a multi-generational feud uh, when the children of two competing bakery owners, you see it's a small town, and there are two in independent bakeries in this small town, which is how you know this is a Hallmark movie and not reality. But in this town where these bakeries are feuding, every year they battle over who's going to make the best pumpkin pie. This year. Are you making this stuff up? Are are you making this stuff up? (laughs) I'm not. This year, Casey and Sam, the children, enter into the fierce feud. But uh uh-oh, it gets all Romeo and Juliet up in here when the competing bakeries fall in love. While they're making a pie. How about this one? It's called Falling for Vermont. Angela's a successful author who just wants a darn day off. In tears, she tells her team, I want to go apple picking or carve a pumpkin. Come on, guys, it's fall. And then she's in a car crash and gets amnesia. So she has no idea who she is or what she she does for a living. So she decides... I'm just going to begin a new life in the countryside. She starts going to fall festivals and she starts bobbing for apples. And then she carves a pumpkin. And the big question is, will Angela ever remember who she is? Or what her former life was? <laughs> if I'm watching that, I'm feeling the same way she is. It's the most, biz- you know what this comes down to? 
here's what it comes down to. This, this is, especially women, this is, this is what people want for their lives. It really is crisp, nice weather, people in a small village who are really nice, and maybe a little bit of tension, but it never gets out of hand, and picking apples and going to pumpkin patches. That in Vermont, that before the really cold weather uh, hits Vermont. But um, you have that's to... What, you, that's what you America have to admit, wants. You have to admit the amnesia side plot. Very, I can't very believe they brought that. That, <laughs> that that's, that's out of my mother's friend's Connie Zimmerman's Search for Tomorrow episodes. You know, when I was a kid. Here's this is I love this one. This is called Good Witch, Tale of Two Hearts. So Cassie and her girlfriends are getting ready for the annual Halloween Harvest Festival, and they are competing with their rival towns festival to have the best Halloween Harvest Festival. And then the famous heart of Middleton Jewel goes missing and everything could be ruined. But thank goodness Cassie's on the case and she's going to find who stole the heart of Middleton Jewel and tried to undo the Harvest Halloween Festival. <laughs> wow. It's kind of like a Nancy Drew. So there, there was no romance in that one, it sounds like. Well, I mean, b- before we can, like, have romance, Bob, we have to find the jewel. And we, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> we have to make sure that the festival is the best. All right, one more. This one's called Under the Autumn Moon. So Alex um, visits this ranch. She's thinking of buying it for her company's corporate retreats. But the man who owns the ranch doesn't want to stop, doesn't want to sell it. And he certainly doesn't want to sell it to some corporate entity. So he says to her, before I'll even talk to you about selling it, I want you to stay here and learn about the history of this ranch. Look at these pumpkins, these autumn leaves. There's a lot of rural fall magic in the air. (laughs) Alex is won over by the country life and quits her big corporate job and they don't sell the ranch. Let me just say that if you are a man and you are watching these, you will never be growing the big one because you <laughs> are done. <laughs> you, you guys, I'm going to post this up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook so that all of my non-spooky, spooky season folks have something to watch that is uplifting. <laughs> Oh, you know, and let's let's cross our fingers that the heart of Middleton Jewel is recovered. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. The whole the whole Halloween thing is just out of control. You know, it's like get a pumpkin spice oil change. You know, make sure your, your your animals are all dressed up and real scary. It's just, it's everywhere. It's like becoming almost as big as our major holidays like uh, Thanksgiving. It's too much. And, 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 and here's why I found out it was too much. My wife just got a new set of beautiful pots and pans. Our pots and pans have, were shot and she cooks a lot and she deserves to have some nice pots and pans. And they arrived at the house just the other day. And um, they're really, really nice. They're beautiful. And she said, while she was getting dinner ready, you know, got these new pots and pans. It sure would be nice if I had some sharp knives. We don't have any sharp knives at all. It sure would be nice to have them because she bought the pots and pans. So that, you know, I felt I had to step up. So I got online 
and uh, started looking for knives. Because I'm, I'm told now, Bob, just Google it. Everything is on Google. You can get it here within two days. So I'm looking for these knives. And then I come upon some pretty good knives that I would like to get her. They're not too expensive. There's just enough of them. There's like five or six of these knives. And the pitch is, get these knives in time for Halloween. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just thinking, hi, kids. Whoa. Hi, kids. Welcome to the Lacey house. <laughs> yeah. That is scary over here with our new knives. I mean, why didn't you get a knife sharpener? You don't have to. You don't have to get rid yeah. of those knives just because they got dull. Yeah. No, but I don't know if you she knew wanted, that. She wanted new knives. She wanted new knives. So what? Did you get them in time for Halloween? They're going to be here in a couple of days. Yeah. And I'm ready to answer the door with the new knives in time for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we could have we could have sharpened them, but then I'd have to again go Google it. Yeah. I'm just telling but, but then you wouldn't be able to say, well, I got the new knives right. in time for Halloween. Yeah. That used to be money. That's right. <laughs> it's a That's double right. That's true. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Uh, everything I did as a kid was weird, thinking about some of the things you just had. Every single thing I did as a kid was weird because I was a weird, spooky kid. But one of the weirdest things it's not weird to me at all it made perfect sense to me but to everyone who caught me doing it it must have seemed like i had a demon i when i was very little i read a book called the borrowers it's been made into a movie like i don't know a while ago the borrowers are these tiny people and they live in the same world that we do and they're they're they get our cast off stuff or they take things from us so like um, a spool of thread would be a table for them. Okay. Right? Um, uh, a, a safety pin would become a tool. Uh, a stick pin would become a sword. They mm -hmm. were that tiny. Right. Well, I read this book as a kid, and it took me a long time when I was little to understand the difference between reality and make-believe. So when I read this book, I thought, I guess, that it was nonfiction and a documentary because... <laughs> right. I became convinced you that... You started looking for the borrowers? Everywhere, yeah. at home and at school. Uh -huh. And I would save bits of my dinner and then put it down the sink because I thought the borrowers were down there waiting to see what we had for dinner so they could get the leftovers and they could have it for dinner. I bet the borrowers hate that uh, garbage disposal thing. Well, we didn't have a garbage disposal. Oh, you disposal. didn't have one. Okay. Well, that makes more sense, I guess. Well, not really. We didn't have a garbage disposal, and I was putting things down the <laughs> sink for the tiny people that I thought lived in the in the house to eat. And when I got caught putting things down the sink, and I didn't as a kid, like I never wanted to eat my meat. So if I could, if I could get could that get away meat with down it. that yeah, sink, yeah, yeah. If you don't have a garbage disposal <laughs> and you send a slab of ham down the sink, yeah, after you, a few days, what do you think happens next? After a few days, and then here come your parents. Yeah. And they want to know. Now, now, my father was very colorful. He didn't say things like, kitten, I'm wondering why you just put a slab of ham down the sink. No, my father sounded something like this. Cheryl, what in the bleepity blank? And all the saints, are you doing here? Yeah. And I, I got very upset and started to cry because when that was the other thing I did when I was a kid. Everything made me cry. <laughs> it's for the borrowers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, that's just what? what your old man wants to hear. <laughs> the, bar, 
people that get their dinner and are plumbing. (laughs) So you never thought that the borrowers could, oh, I don't know, get drowned? I figured in the book, if you've never read The Borrowers, oh, it's so good. In the book, they're ingenious. They have so many strategies for how they live and don't get caught by the big people. Yeah. Um, and also... Was was this, seriously, was this a movie? It was a movie. It was, I wasn't like, I don't even know when it was made. Yeah. It, but here's the thing, Bob. As a child, I thought there were tiny people living in the plumbing. So what makes you think I would understand plumbing? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're asking me, did you think they'd drown? If you believe there are tiny people waiting for your dinner... You believe that they have a condo right off off the pipe. Yeah. 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 Wow. There's there's been five different either mini-series, movies, or TV movies about the borrowers. No kidding. It's one of my favorite, favorite books of all time. I loved it so much. So is this the kind of a book that could still be out there? It on is Amazon? still out there. It's a cla- it's yeah. a children's I never heard of that. It's one. a children's classic. Isn't that funny? So now I thought that there were whole like a whole world filled with tiny people. They lived at school. So I would leave things for them in my desk. Now how how old were you? Please don't say seventeen. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Kindergarten, first, second grade. That would be sad, wouldn't it be? I know Wyoming is lonely sometimes. But... Right right through second into third grade. Second to third grade, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the teacher didn't love it when she... No. We had desks that the lid opened up. Right. And then all your books and pencils and stuff were inside. There's the ham. There's some weird moldy stuff <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, right. It's for the borrowers. <laughs> yeah. But in my teacher's defense, at least she knew what the borrowers were. And and that one of her students was reading and And, embracing fiction. And she could talk to me about the borrowers. As for my father, what the... Yeah, all right. Two different worlds colliding there. So, kids are weird. True. Weird. Stuff. The Florida School for Boys had a notorious history of abuse, beatings, torture, even murder of students by staff. To this day, those who survived and the loved ones of those lost fight for justice for those unmarked graves. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Use the Talk Back feature feature. on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. Well, this is going to be fun, boys. These are the signs that you have a high IQ and maybe you don't even know it. They're like a little surprising and unexpected. So let's go through it together and let's see how many of them we have. Okay, are we ready? Number, (laughs) you know, Sherry, I just... I don't need any other reason for some self-loathing. I really... Okay, go ahead. We'll see. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Ready? Okay. Sign Sign number one, you are a quick learner. People with a high IQ grasp new concepts quickly. They have an aptitude for acquiring and retaining knowledge across all different categories and domains. I think that applies to you. You don't think that applies to you? Define quick. Yes. <laughs> you know, quick, quick, quickish, quick. as compared to slow. Okay, <laughs> or not at all. Right. This next one is you for sure. You have high emotional intelligence. 
people with high IQs, there's this fallacy that, oh, if you're really, if you have a really high IQ, you're not going to be really good with people. Or you can have not a great high IQ, but be really emotionally intelligent. But it turns out, that emotional intelligence is very strongly associated with a high IQ because intelligent people tend to have a heightened awareness of their own feelings and they're more, they're more likely to recognize and empathize with other people's feelings. I think that's you. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Lamar, I, I, can I, can I little sidebar over here? Just a couple months ago, she did a little bit where she said that they tell people they have high emotional IQ who they don't think are particularly very bright. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Sherry has said that hope. about me. And so, and so, but that's something they say about people. Well, he might not over here, but he's got emotional. So I just thought I would point that out before we move along. Yeah. Max, you are not going to believe what the third sign is. You just played right into my hands. People with high IQs have great long-term memories. <laughs> yes. yes. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. Oh, okay. The prosecution okay. rests. Um, so while the while an IQ test doesn't measure thing like stuff you've learned, it measures your capacity to learn and your ability to to crystallize what you learn into permanent knowledge. But people with a great long-term memory obviously have what? A huge advantage because if you remember what you learn, you can apply it in the future, right? Here's the next sign that you have a high IQ. You're really good at communicating very complex things in simple terms. I Hmm. I think you've got that. Okay. I do. Um, high people with high IQs have strong verbal skills. They're able to effortlessly articulate their ideas. They have extensive vocabularies, and they are very persuasive communicators. We're trying to convince Max he's smart. This is the saddest bit. Here's the next sign. You have strong critical thinking skills. That's a major sign of a high IQ. People with high IQ really excel at critical thinking and logical reasoning. They're good at evaluating, but they're also good at making connections between seemingly unrelated concepts. Mm. And when I when I think about, because not only do we work on this t- together and have for a gazillion years, um, we work on another podcast together that is super dense, super dense yeah. with um, all sorts of details and information. And, Mr., you're keeping up just fine. I think you're doing a great It's job. called the True Weird Stuff Podcast. <laughs> Further proof that I'm not as stupid as they thought look, I was. Look at his memory. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look at this memory. Remember. Here's the next one, and you can't. You can't tell me that you're not good at problem solving. People with high IQs tend to be really good at problem solving. Hell, that's all you do around here all day long is problem solve. Number seven, people with high IQs tend to be daydreamers. Daydreaming is associated with intelligence and creativity. 
Mr. Looking out the window and thinking his thoughts during class. I would be looking out a window if I had a window where I work, but I don't. (laughs) There's no one. That's why you don't daydream as much. And finally, the last sign of a person with a high IQ, people with high IQs are very comfortable with ambiguity. They don't Mm -hmm. need things to be black and white, this or that, up or down. People with high IQ tend to be able to um, deal with the possibility that it's unknown and may never be known. Like for here's an example of how Max deals very well with ambiguity. Will you still have a job in a week? <laughs> Will there ever be any <laughs> retirement? <laughs> Who knows? Who can say? But you got to be comfortable with that so that you can come in and solve problems and remember things. I thought you would be so excited because you're so hard on yourself. You know, that internal you know, this voice. This reminds me of when I so would watch Jeopardy yourself. with my parents. They would watch there and, you know, and I would know some answers. And then my mother would say, you are smart <laughs> to my father. And so it was like, this had been a discussion. And so she's just going, see, I thought he was smart. I wasn't sure, but look. Max's inner voice Also, smart people are tall. Smart people are tall. (laughs) Max's inner voice all day long is, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? Nobody likes you. (laughs) It turns out you actually have a very high IQ. All right. Okay. All right. It's Bob and Sherry. Thanks for listening to the Bobby Sherry Podcast. Have you ever listened to the Bobby Sherry Oddcast? If you do, you'll find my podcast, Talking Lamar. This week, I talk about the biggest complaints that people have about fellow airline travelers. And if you're guilty of any of these, just stop it. You can find this anywhere you listen to your podcast. Okay, for spooky season, do you want to hear a famous person ghost story? Yeah, 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 yeah. So... This is a story that Sting tells. Um, back in when um, Sting and Trudy Styler's children were little, they lived in a 16th century English manor house. That's a house that has seen a lot. You think about it, you know? Yeah. Hundreds of years of people walking those floors and sleeping in those rooms and living their lives. Sting said that one night he sound sleep and he suddenly woke up with like a jolt it was three o'clock in the morning he sat up and he looked and in the corner of the room he said i thought i saw my wife trudy standing there holding our child and her arms staring at me and then and it was so strange why is trudy in the corner with the baby why is she just staring sting moves and as he reaches over to move he touches his wife, Trudy, who's in bed next to him. And he said, I got this terrible sudden chill. And then Trudy woke up and said, gosh, who's that? And she saw the woman and the child in the corner of the bedroom, too. Wow. Now, just sit with that for a minute. It's one thing, you know, you've experienced, you've seen something, Right. It's another thing. Imagine, Lamar, Carla sits up and sees it, too. Mm. Sting said a lot of things happened in that house. A lot of flying objects and voices and strange, strange things happened. 
when you live in old houses, you get this kind of energy there. So let's discuss how long are you living in the house where objects are flying around on their own? I think it would depend on how bad, how bad the things are that are happening, whether the things, if they're happening, if it's more like playful, I, I, maybe I could deal with it and just go, well, that's the, that's the spirits here. But if there's something, something something (laughs) sinister afoot, then I'm not so sure. What would be an example of something so sinister that you would have to leave? For you, something that is frightening in a way that does feel like it's threatening threatening me or loved ones. Um, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of something that would be really scary that would happen. I mean, any <laughs> actually some of the stuff that happened in Beetlejuice should have been scary enough, but I'm no. I'm trying to think. For me, I think it would have to be something that felt menacing to the kids. Yeah. No. And and in my house, especially when before, you know, when we had everybody here. Like there was so much stuff laying around. A ghost put it there, Caramia put it there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know I didn't put it there. Something would have to come whizzing like a butcher knife would have to come whizzing past my head to get my attention. How about you, Lamar? <sighs> a furry bunny being held by a sweet girl, a little girl that's five years old with pigtails. If she is from the dead and she appears to me, I'm packing and going, not staying, (laughs) not staying. No, there's no sweetness there. This is a ghost. They're coming to get me. I ain't doing it. What about, is, is there a ghostly apparition that you could live with? What if it was pawpaw and he's wearing his coveralls and no. Okay. Um, well, wait a minute. That, that, okay, 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 okay. I'd still be, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I think it was a trick because that's what happens with them ghosts. They trick you into thinking everything's good and then they, you're dead then. I ain't doing it. But can a ghost really hurt you? Yeah. I mean, sh- a ghost could scare you so much that I guess you jump out of a window and hurt yourself, but. I mean, a ghost, they don't have... Four, like, what, uh, how I could a they ghost... they got something. In They're movie, undead. In movies, they do. But I don't think ghosts hurt people that much. Huh? Mm, you Unless taking you a had, chance like, on that? You taking a chance on that? Although, Lamar, you do make one good point. It's one thing to see the ghostly apparition of grandma or an older gentleman or whatever... As soon as I see like ghost kids, ghost babies, uh oh, no, I'm with you there, sir. Uh oh, nope. How about you, Max? Ghost, ghost chick, ghost children. Ghost children, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I, I gotta agree with you there. But little ghost child saying, "Can you play with me?" <laughs> no. 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 Although in, in my case, ghost child would say. Can you take me to dance? <laughs> Get out, you unclean spirit. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
you ever had a moment of real self-awareness and you're in the middle of something that you're really passionate about, really interested in, and that voice in your head goes, whoa, 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 you might want to pull back. You're starting to get a little weird. So this is me the other night. I'm down the one of my UFO rabbit holes on the artist formerly known as Twitter. And I'm reading this article about, you know, this alleged underground base in Antarctica and a military maneuver called Operation High Jump and how Admiral Byrd had an encounter under the ice. And I'm reading and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is so interesting. I need to remember to Google Earth this. And oh, that's right. There's a pyramid there too. And I, I suddenly stopped and went, girl, you got to get this in check. You're going to start scaring your kids. Like you're becoming, you're becoming that person. And you need to balance it before it gets any more out of control. Have you never had that experience? Yeah, I have. And, and I never thought, I think that I need to be able to lay my phone down and walk away from it for a while. And leave it down. Yeah. Yeah, I need yeah. to leave it down. Because I've got it in my hand. When I get ready, I'll be tired and I've got to go to bed. And I get in the bed. And the first thing I do before I go to sleep is I pull it, pick that phone up. And they say it's the worst thing possible for your sleep yeah. to do that. But I've got a ritual at this point. And it's like, you know, and then all of a sudden I'll get on a rabbit hole and there I'll be. And I, I should have I should have been asleep 45 minutes ago and I'm not. And I got I to gotta stop it. I got to stop it. Hey, Lamar. Since you're looking at your phone anyway, may I recommend a Twitter account called Open Minded Approach? Sounds good to me. I mean, you're. I'll give it a shot. You got the phone in your hand. You gotta look at something. Because I would like to have, I'd like to have someone besides myself to talk to about the underground alien base in Antarctica. And. You're addicted to your phone. This is like chocolate and peanut butter. It's going to go so good together. It's I really hate self-awareness. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.